We're taking notes in our Bible, and this time we're in the book of Joshua. We've made it through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And now we're in the book of Joshua. I'm in my interleaved Bible. As you can see, it's got two blank page, pages before it gets to the book of Joshua, so I'm using those to put all this information. Now it's got 24 chapters, 18,858 words or around that. I didn't count them. I took somebody's word for it. If you want to count them, you go ahead. 658 verses, and this book is about entering the promised land. And in this book, Jesus pictures the captain of our, Jesus is pictured as the captain of our salvation. You know, each book shows us the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, in Joshua chapter 5, the angel of the Lord appears to Joshua, which is a pre-incarnate appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. Something interesting is Joshua was not afraid of him. Even the mighty man David was afraid of the angel of the Lord when he showed up. But Joshua wasn't. And that's because Joshua had that promise given to him in chapter 1 that nobody's going to be able to stand against him. So Joshua was a believer. He was fearless and he was tough. One of the toughest and most fearless characters in the Bible. Now remember, each book has three applications. At least three applications. Historically, Israel receiving the promised land is what this book is about. Doctrinally, you're going to see some things about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The battles that Joshua and Israel go through that picture the second coming. Inspirationally, we can claim the promises to defeat the giants of our life and our enemies. Joshua shows the militant side of Christianity, inspirationally speaking. And Isaiah 54, 17 says, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Because if God be for us, who can be against us? And in 2 Corinthians 10.4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We're part of the Lord's army. We use spiritual weapons. We use the word of God. It's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Joshua and those guys, they use physical weapons. We use spiritual weapons to fight spiritual battles. The author is Joshua and a little bit of Samuel. The time period, 1451 B.C. to 1427 B.C. The name Joshua, you'll see, is the name Jesus in, in the New Testament. You'll see in Hebrews 4.8 and Acts 7.45 that Joshua's name is actually replaced with Jesus. And then you see Moses pictures the law, and that couldn't get you into the promised land, but Joshua does. You see, Moses couldn't get him into the promised land. He pictures the law. Joshua does get him into the promised land. He pictures Jesus. The enemies in the land picture what we fight to possess a victorious Christian life. Now, chapters 1 through 12, you got divide and conquer. And they enter the land. In chapters 1 through 5, you're going to see them entering the land. In 6 through 12, you're going to see them fight the inhabitants. And then chapters 13 through 24, you're going to see them divide and colonize. Now let's look at each chapter. In chapter 1, you're going to see a commission and command of Joshua. In chapter 2, you're going to see the sending in of the spies and Rahab's scarlet thread, which pictures the Lord Jesus, the blood of the Lord Jesus. And you know, Rahab is a harlot and she actually ends up in the line of Christ. 
that shows anybody. God will take anybody. Uh, chapter 3, crossing over Jordan. Chapter 4, you got the memorial stones in Gilgal. And that crossing over Jordan, that's as great of a miracle as the crossing of the Red Sea, but you just don't hear much about it. In chapter 5, you got Israel circumcised the second time. And that's where I said you'll see the captain of the Lord's host. That's a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus. Chapter 6, you got the famous battle of Jericho. Chapter 7, you got the battle of Ai and the sin of Achan. That's where all the preachers get that famous uh, verse from, sin in the camp. The famous sermons about sin being in the camp. One person sinning affects the entire congregation. In chapter 8, you have Ai conquered. In chapter 9, the Gibeonites trick Israel. You know, they make them, they make Joshua and Israel think that they uh, traveled a long ways, but they were really right next to them. They trick Israel. And they, uh, according to Joshua 1 8, uh, they weren't supposed to, uh, Israel wasn't supposed to have any treaties with people. But they did anyway, and it came back to bite them. In chapter 10, the sun stands still. That's when the sun stood still, that famous chapter. And the Amorite kings are killed. In chapter 11, you got the conquests in the north. In chapter 12, you got conquered kings. In chapter 13, the land there's land still to be possessed, and you got some in the inheritance. Chapter 14, Caleb's inheritance. Chapter 15, allotment for Judah. In chapter 16, allotment for Ephraim and Manasseh. Or in chapter 17, allotment for Manasseh. In chapter 18, allotment of remaining land. Chapter 19, you got inheritance of tribes. Chapter 20, you got seas of refuge. Chapter 21, you got cities for Levites. 22, you got the eastern tribes. 23, you got Joshua's charge to Israel's leaders. Chapter 24,